You're listening to Leader FM. Leader FM is hosted by executive coach Dr. Scott Francis and marketing media man Tony Creech. I've been thinking about something I want to talk about with you. Um, development rhythms. Okay. How do you grow as a leader? Um, what is the rhythm of that? You have the Nautilus cycle. Yep. Um, I'm, I mean, with Humble Strong, we have the Humble Strong loop, and one of our one of our pieces of our manifesto is that leadership is slow. I figure this would be a good thing to that's chat good, about. Yeah, that's a good talk about. So you're talking about what kind of rhythm does a person have throughout their life and career mm-hmm. for leadership development? Yeah, and I guess even the word rhythm is saying that we don't think it's just a straight shot upward. Yeah. Yeah, good question. So, okay, like I think we often make the mistake of thinking exactly that it's a straight shot when the reality is... Um, uh, anybody who really gets a long ways has had some major challenges along the way. As a matter of fact, um, when they look at the different things that have, have led people to become CEOs of company, um, you know, they're, they're looking for some of the commonalities when they do statistical analysis. They've only found two things that, that seem to predict that somebody could make it to the top position of an organization. One is that they're tall and they've got a lot of hair. <laughs> um, nothing you can control. Sorry, George Costanza. <laughs> but the second thing is that at some point in their 30s, they are fired. Hmm. So they lose their job. So they have something that happens, something that just throws them off kilter. And I think that that's the thing to, to realize is that your leadership development process is going to have these moments where you're just thrown for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so ideally, if you have some sort of rhythm to the way that you're constantly working on yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to be the kind of thing that helps you get back on the horse, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Gets you, gets you back. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's like my system, the Nautilus system, yeah. uh, looks at six different facets with the idea being that you look at all six of these facets, bringing them into your life. When you get to the end of the sixth one, then you go back to the first one. Mm. And ideally, you're able to kind of follow this around. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think of a few others that are like that. Like, um, well, you see that the, the uh, church calendar, mm. it's got certain topics that it follows. You know, there's, there's Easter and then there's, there's Lent and there's, there's the Christmas season. And they're all pointing to different things that are still Oktoberfest, you know, just <laughs> different, different parts yeah, of the calendar. That's in the church year. calendar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and the whole idea being that if you continue on that, that cycle, it's mm-hmm. going to lead you um, to continually grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And that, that idea of repetition, revisiting, that, you, that learning doesn't happen, like you can't just sit in a seminar on a topic and then you've, you've mastered it. I wonder if it has something to do, like why it works so well for us, if it has something to do with the fact that our weather goes in cycles. You know, mm. it's, it's natural. There's spring, summer, fall, winter. And, and the, that constant birth, growth, death, renewal thing is just hardwired into us. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a natural part of learning. You pick up, you know, pick up a baseball bat, hit an amazing shot into left field, and then you say, I'm, I'm ready for the big leagues. There's so many swings that happen. So many misses and adjustments yeah. is... And you can just keep swinging. So it's not just the, that's why I like the term spiral is that you don't just do the same thing again. It's not, 
experience doesn't equal growth. Like uh, and Anderson Eric Erickson, Anderson Erickson from Peak. Erickson. Oh, okay. Who, who wrote about the you know the ten thousand hour rule came from him and uh, Anders Erickson. That's what it is. That's yes. the idea that. Anders. That it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something, which is yeah. roughly about four years full-time And, work, right? you know, Gladwell popularized that. I mean, there could be 20,000 hours, depending on what it's different dynamic, depending on what you're mastering. But just knowing that number, 10,000 hours, helps you conceive of how long it takes or how many swings it might take to be mm-hmm. decent. Mm-hmm. And that, that doesn't happen by merely repetition, but by, he calls it deliberate practice, but... It happens purposely trying to get better. And there's this very subtle distinction. The person who's done the most speeches isn't necessarily the best at speeches. The person who might have wanted and been trying to do it, following a process to get better and getting experience. But when you think, when you start to cruise, you can repeat something tons of time, tons of times. And it does not mean you are magically better. So how about like thinking of your life and when, like, like track out when was the season where you had the most personal or professional growth? Right now, no, <laughs> live on this podcast. Uh, well, it's, it's always going to be in my perception. I'm, I'm connecting it to just big, dark moments. Like, what am I going to oh, yeah. do now? I mean, a lot of it stems from doing door-to-door sales and putting myself in a furnace of something I just never wanted to do, never thought I was the type of person to do well. And yeah, just in this foreign land to me, that helped me. So did, was, when you were doing the door-to-door sales, was there some sort of cycle or, oh, yeah. or circle that you were following? Every day, knock on, try to knock on like 100 doors a day. And get, like You honestly wanted to get to 100? That was the number? Yeah, for me. Because I know I was going to get like a one sale <laughs> and at least a hundred. If I get one sale, I make so much money. And if you do this, then you, so if you can get, if you can get, get to a hundred doors, it, 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 the, the routine of it emphasized the percentage game rather than seeing every moment of performance as do or die end all. Like if you just looked at a house and you're like, I need to sell this house. That's a lot of pressure for that house. And you knock on it and they get mad at you. Get it, get off of my front porch, kids. And you're like, oh, I didn't get the sale. Or if you think, okay, so that's 99. <laughs> Go right, to the next right. house. You mentally, you've reframed it, and you've focused on the thing you can control, which is knocking on a big number of houses. So each sale was a cycle for you? Um, yeah, like, I mean, every like day was a cycle, kind of and every, every door was a cycle. But, you, but because, of, because the little cycling happened in, in a bigger journey... That, I, that you can see and trusting in the bigger journey, trusting in the fact that I'm, I'm not going to knock on 100 or 200 doors and not get any sales. It pushed you through all the failure and all the stuff where you, it, it really just is kind of like an experiment where you can really feel what you don't have any control over. Mm. There's a lot of stuff you don't have any control over, but when you have like, if you're chasing three clients and they don't all go through. You feel like a failure, and this is three. So knocking on a hundred doors helped me see past those kinds of right. those kinds of. Yeah. They're kind of like lies. They're, but they're so big when you focus on such few things, and you're and you're not seeing the a cycle that happens in all sales. That all sales have in a percentage, and it's not just sales. Of course, I think this happens in growth and failure. 
because if I want to grow in any area as a leader, um, I should expect a cycle of failure that leads to growth. Right. And it's, but it's not just failure and you don't think about it. There's a process for it, which is why you have your Nautilus cycle. Well, and I think that's, that's why, like what I was getting at, when someone gets fired in their 30s, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's devastating mm-hmm. and, and they end up going to a dark place mm-hmm. or their, their career kind of peters off. But for some people, that is just a cue to learn from this mm-hmm. and to notch it up a bit to, uh, you know, and, and I think that that's the, the piece there that we're getting around with cycle mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. any kind of uh, circular process mm-hmm. is if you messed up, that's fine because you can start again. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and it's, it's that get back on the horse mm. mentality that I think is, is quite often missing. That's, that's exactly why I, door to door sales changed my life. This is not <laughs> an ad for door to door sales. It's just that you get knocked off the horse every few minutes. Right. <laughs> Boom. You're on. constantly rejected. Yeah. And it, and it helps you learn about reframing and realizing that you don't have to be sad because they hate you. You can be fine with it. You can smile and say, no worries. Yeah. Go to the next house. And that prepared me for much bigger ups and downs later on. And that, yeah. like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, there is so much, uh, if you can look beyond the moment, uh, growth changes. And I think having a plan, because like losing your job in your thirties doesn't make you a CEO, right? It's the way you pick If using it as a repetition to learn can. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. like I went to door to door sales to get repetitions in something I didn't want to do. Like I went there to fail hmm. and there are certain clients and jobs I've taken because I thought they were too hard or they had no chance of working out. And that, that, that there was, there's something there that I needed to like experience, like, throwing yourself in the fire so you can get ready for something else later. I know I've done that on purpose. It can get tiring. Right. But you do, yeah, you see big moments of growth, but it's slow and it's, and it's in this iterative. Well, okay, so and there's a piece, I think, the reason why it oftentimes throws us off is we find ourselves lost. Okay, so I lost my job, now what? Mm-hmm. If there isn't a process established in your, your personal growth pattern, mm-hmm. the now what question may take a very long time to answer, mm. right? But if you know, okay, this is, you know, this is normal. People lose their jobs. The first step is X, Y, Z. You know, I know exactly what to do to mm. get back on the horse. The next day, even that afternoon, I'm already reaching out to headhunters. I'm already mm-hmm. uh, you know, warming up my resume and warming up my network, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like if like the reason we have to talk about this is because there, there can easily be an idea in our heads that we will reach some kind of a level where we are awesome and we never have to worry about getting rejected again. We don't have to worry about fail, failing again. And, or we get to a spot where we decide we don't want to fail again. And all those lead to terror, like lead to being bad at what you do, mm. afraid of growing. And so you aren't going to do well. It just, it lowers your performance level. It lowers your growth. It cuts off your growth completely. And, uh, but there's that picture of becoming a good leader. If I was a good leader, I wouldn't have failed. Or if that person wasn't, was a better manager, they wouldn't have failed. And this, but this 
idea, this wishful thinking isn't true. In fact, you want to be the kind of person that can get knocked down and see it as a repetition to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Cause if you're worried about that other stuff, you're never going to make, you're never going to be able to climb big mountains. And I think so, but, but I mean that clearly, clearly that's something that's out there. And I don't think, yeah. know if there's any authors pressing it as much as just, it's a vibe you give out. Maybe that vibe that sometimes executive coaches give out when they give out, when they sell the idea that they have it all together and that they want to develop you as a leader because they're so awesome. There's, I know too many leaders who are like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm really awesome. So I don't know if I need your help. <laughs> I don't know. I've helped a lot of people that are way smarter than me. Well, that gets into, That's you know, everybody the, help. the, uh, the awesome man idea of what leadership is, mm. right? That great men make leadership. That's a conversation for another day. So just winding it down though, the, the idea of the cycles, I can think of a couple that, that, that I use, mm. um, and a few that I teach. Uh, and of course, the, the one I teach in my Nautilus program has six steps to it. Mm -hmm. And the very first one is that you work on self-awareness mm -hmm. and situational awareness, mm -hmm. right? Because it's so easy to get blindsided by something. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then there's a, a few others that we can get into another mm -hmm. podcast. But uh, I think of the, one of the most powerful ones out there uh, was invented by a guy who was a, um, a fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, out there chasing around other planes and, and he very quickly discovered there's a cognitive cycle that goes on in a fighter pilot's brain. It's called the OODA loop, O-O-D-A. Mm -hmm. And it stands for observe, orient, decide, act. Because when you've got a guy who's, who's come, trying to get around on you, mm -hmm. the faster you can observe where he is, figure out where you are, make a decision on what to do and then act on that, then immediately go back to observing, orienting, deciding, acting. The idea, if you can do that four times for every two or three times that he does it, mm -hmm. you are going to appear elusive and you're going to be on his tail before he's on yours and you're going to be a significantly better fighter pilot. That same idea can be brought into business mm -hmm. and into so many different aspects of life. And the trick is, once you finish that one, get back onto the first stage again. Mm -hmm. And if you can find some sort of professional cycle like that, mm -hmm. then you end up kicking butt. Well, I think, it, like, yeah, one of the fastest ways to ensure you're always growing is not to care where you are besides that point, but to quickly jump back to that at any point. Because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like, no surprise, the first step on... And our, and our humble, strong loop is self-awareness. Is it? Yeah. It's probably so because same. we know each other and we talk about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't matter where you are. You can jump back to self-awareness and get gains from that and actually move forward. It doesn't matter how novice you are or how professional you are. You, inter you in interject self-awareness and you start another loop and you, you're able to move ahead. Yeah. Kind of powerful. Like 